Welcome to Skipta Soundbites. The 64th Annual Scientific Meeting of the American Headache Society, running June 9th through 12th, 2022. The 64th Annual Scientific Meeting of the American Headache Society provided attendees with many opportunities to learn about the latest advancements in diagnosing and treating headaches. Held virtually and in person at the Gaylord Rockies Resort in Denver, the meeting spanned four days and included industry-sponsored events, award ceremonies, scientific sessions, poster presentations, and late-breaking abstracts. In this post-conference wrap-up report, we review some of the meeting's highlights. Psychedelics, CBD, and THC, the new frontier in headache treatments. Psychedelics, including psilocybin, NN-dimethyltryptamine, and lysergic acid diethylamide, LSD, and their potential use in treating headache disorders took center stage at the meeting. Brian Roth, MD, PhD, the Michael Hooker Distinguished Professor of Pharmacology and Director of the National Institute of Mental Health Psychoactive Drug Screening Program in Bethesda, Maryland, delivered the meeting's keynote address on this topic. His lab specializes in G-protein coupled receptor, drug discovery, and chemical biology. For his talk, Roth reviewed a paper he co-authored on the promises and perils of psychedelic pharmacology in psychiatry that appears in the June 2022 issue of Nature Reviews. The upshot? Psychedelic drugs show promise for treating cluster and migraine headaches, but they have a complex polypharmacological profile, and it is currently unclear how their therapeutic actions are mediated. One promising case study presented at the meeting showed that a 66-year-old man with treatment refractory, new daily persistent headache experienced a, quote, remarkable treatment response, unquote, to psychedelic LSD. Quote, through guided and scheduled administration of microdosing LSD, he was able to sustain prolonged periods of headache relief, unquote, concluded researchers from the Jefferson Headache Center in Philadelphia. The rate of cannabidiol, CBD, and Delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinol, THC, use in patients seen at a tertiary headache center is twice the rate of the general population, according to a study presented at the meeting, which suggests that headache patients are interested in these treatment modalities. To that end, Tally Largent-Milnes, Ph.D., an assistant professor of pharmacology at the University of Arizona College of Medicine in Tucson, discussed the endocannabinoid system and offered a perspective on its role in migraine and other pain-related conditions. Quote, the highlights were definitely the discussion on evolving understanding of headache pathology, the hallucinogens and cannabinoids, and how they could be modified to improve treatment, said Scott Friedenberg, MD, a neurologist at Geisinger Health System in Danville, Pennsylvania. Unpacking the Significance of Stigma for Migraine Patients Fully one in three people with migraine frequently experience migraine-related stigma, according to results from the OVERCOME study. In this population-based study of nearly 60,000 people with migraine, stigma was associated with an increased disability on the Migraine Disability Assessment, MIDAS, 
increased burden between migraine attacks on the migraine interictal burden scale 4, and poorer quality of life on the migraine-specific quality of life V.2.1 role function restrictive MSQ-RFR. Quote, Stigma is remarkably prevalent at a high level, and people with migraine often or very often report that stigma about the disease has a dramatic impact on their quality of life, unquote, said study author Robert Shapiro, MD, PhD, a neurologist at the University of Vermont in Burlington. Researchers used a 12-item questionnaire to evaluate the frequency of migraine-related stigma. The two most common forms of migraine-related stigma that were reported often or very often, were others believing that migraine is not burdensome, 29.1%, and that migraine is used for secondary gain, such as missing work or obligations, 14.8%, the study showed. Quote, stigma has major impacts on quality of life as seen on MIDAS, Shapiro said. Quote, severe stigma increased disability five times more than among those who had never experienced stigma irrespective to the frequency of headaches, unquote. Put another way, those folks who had zero to one day of headaches per month and reported stigma often or very often had worse quality of life based on the MSQ-RFR than those who reported no stigma and had headaches every single day, he said. Quote, efforts to reduce stigma among the public may positively impact health outcomes for people living with migraine, Shapiro said. Quote, stigma is a form of discrimination, and finding ways to reduce it is one of the great challenges of society, unquote. He and his colleagues plan to ask people who do not have migraines about their attitudes towards this disease and people who are affected by it. Creating a multidisciplinary headache team. When a patient comes in complaining of headache pain, there is usually more symptomology involved, said Brian Grossberg, M.D., director of the Hartford Healthcare Headache Center at Iyer Neuroscience Institute and professor of neurology at the University of Connecticut School of Medicine in Hartford. Quote, it's never just a headache, he said. This is why multidisciplinary clinics are so important for the management of patients with headaches. Grossberg created the first ever headache council in the world at his institution. The council encourages specialists to collaborate in a dyad fashion, It includes specialists in such fields as behavioral health, rehabilitation, women's health, pain management, integrative medicine, medical weight loss, sleep medicine, and diagnostic imaging. The overarching goals of the council are to increase patient access to services, improve communication, advance research, and expand services. Grossberg discussed the council, its origins, and its potential at the meeting to a captivated audience. To develop such a multidisciplinary program and team, he advised interested physicians to first identify key stakeholders in each discipline and understand the location, referral process, and access. It is also important to ensure messaging and delivery of care are aligned. Another way to build collaboration is to invite each specialist to lecture to other teams on shared topics and reviewed selected cases where collaborative care is received. At the Hartford Healthcare Headache Center, several projects were born out of the council, including a headache and hormone clinic for patients who experience the vasomotor phenomenon, migraine with aura, and exacerbations of migraine around menses, perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. 
They also created a headache and pregnancy clinic to provide preconception counseling on the use of medications and other treatments during pregnancy and lactation, Grossberg said. Pediatric Headache, Comorbidities, and Controversies Children and adolescents with migraine are more likely than their peers to experience both depressive and anxiety symptoms and have nearly twice the odds of receiving a diagnosis of an anxiety or depressive disorder as kids without history of migraine, said Serena Orr, MD, a pediatric neurologist and the director of pediatric headache program at the Alberta Children's Hospital in Calgary, Canada. Exactly why these conditions travel together is not fully understood. Quote, there is data from the adult literature to suggest that the relationship is bidirectional, and at present, we don't know why these relationships exist, Orr said. Quote, it is possible that there is genetic overlap, and some studies support this, and it is also possible that exposure to chronic pain increases the risk of experiencing mental health symptoms due to the associated burden, unquote. Children and adolescents with migraine should be screened for anxiety and depression, both at the symptom and disorder level, she said. Quote, we do not know if treating migraine improves mental health, and we also do not know the reverse, whether treating mental health symptoms improve migraine, or explained. Sleep is also affected when kids have chronic headaches, and this can have spillover effects on treatment, said Deirdre Kaplan, Ph.D., an adjunct associate professor of psychology and psychiatry and an associate clinical professor of pediatrics at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City. To better understand how headaches are affecting sleep, Kaplan recommended that clinicians ask pediatric headache patients about their bedtime habits, including how long it takes to fall asleep and whether they take naps during the day. Quote, it's important to recognize that targeting and cleaning up sleep routines can have a huge impact on headache management, she said. A related study showed that chronic migraine affects the entire family. Parents of kids with chronic migraine demonstrate high levels of parental distress and poor parent-family functioning, suggesting a need for targeted services for parents and families, reported researchers from the University of Colorado Denver and the Children's Hospital Colorado in Aurora. Coping with Headaches During COVID-19 The ongoing COVID-19 pandemic has upended many aspects of life and has had effects on how patients perceive headache pain. Specifically, the pandemic and the effect of pandemic-related changes in lifestyle caused worsening patterns of migraine headaches, reported researchers from the Tehran University of Medical Sciences in Iran. When 400 migraine patients completed a survey that included questions on migraine headache characteristics and patterns before and during the pandemic, researchers found that the number of headache attacks per month, attack duration, and the severity of the migraine attacks increased during the COVID-19 pandemic. Lifestyle changes that were implicated in this increase included changes in sleep pattern, more fast food consumption, irregular meals, more alcohol consumption, increased caffeine intake, changes in bowel habits, increases in the use of electronic devices, and less physical activity. A related study revealed that comorbid depression and anxiety may have accounted for worsening or new-onset migraines during the pandemic. Researchers at the University of Mississippi concluded that anxiety and depression could be important targets of treatment among individuals whose migraine worsened or began during the pandemic. 
Thank you for listening to Skip to Soundbites. For more highlights, click the next audio file or share your thoughts by commenting below.